friends, it's Ann West, Executive Director of the Island Health and Wellness Foundation, and we are back with another episode of the Just for the Health of It podcast. The following is a conversation that I had with Jessica Ames. Jessica is the Outreach and Events Director for a program called Angel Flight East. We'll be talking a lot more about what that is during our conversation. As usual, nothing that we say today is intended to serve as any sort of medical or healthcare advice. It's just for educational purposes, and hopefully we'll have a little fun along the way. So with that, welcome, Jessica. Can you tell my listeners a little bit more about what Angel Flight is? Sure. Thank you so much for having me today. Angel Flight East is an organization that provides free flights for patients who need medical treatment far from home. We have a network of volunteer pilots from Virginia to Ohio to Maine, and they use their own airplanes and cover all costs of the flight. Wow, that is incredible. Okay, I can't wait to hear more during our conversation. Let's go back to the very beginning. How did the program get started? Yeah, so we were started by a gentleman. His name is Harry Morales. He wanted to help with relief efforts after Hurricane Andrew. At the time, there wasn't a public benefit flying organization established in Pennsylvania, and somebody mentioned that he should start one. So after flying supplies to Hurricane Andrew victims, he started Angel Flight East in 1992. Our first year of operations, we flew 17 flights, and now we schedule upwards of 1,000 flights per year. Oh my goodness, that's amazing. I like to think of 1992 as 10 years ago, but yeah, I know it was much more than that. (laughs) Let's say 30 years ago. Yeah, (laughs) Excellent. So how do people qualify for a flight? Yeah, really the only two qualifications for somebody to fly with us is that they are medically stable and ambulatory to board a small airplane. When somebody calls in, we will walk them through the steps of what it's like to fly in a small airplane. When we say small airplane, a lot of people will think commuter jet, 20 seats. And then we're like, it's just a little bit smaller than that. Most of our pilots do have planes with at least four to six seats. Um, So once the doctor signs off, they can fly with us as often as needed. And there's never a charge to them. And our other area of service as well, along with flights to medical treatment, is we also provide compassion flights. So those flights are handled on a case-by-case basis, but a lot of our compassion flights are flying family members to see a loved one in treatment, and really it helps keep the family together and limit the disruption of somebody going through a medical treatment, and they're not alone during the process. I think that's so important. And if there's anything that COVID taught us when we all um, had to have maybe have loved ones in the hospital that couldn't have visitors is that it really does impact their healing and their treatment when they're going through it alone. Um, So that's awesome that you're able to have that piece where their family members members or or close friends can see them as well. Um, How do people qualify or I guess, how do they sign up for a flight? How would they contact you and things like that? Yep. Families can request a flight directly from our website at angelflighteast.org, or they can call our office directly. And we do have a flight coordinator who will take them through the process of requesting a flight. Social workers, healthcare workers as well, the same way can be done. 
We do typically ask for five to seven days notice to find a pilot, but once somebody is within our flight coordination database, we can work on a much quicker schedule. We have had people call us the day before and say, I need a flight tomorrow. And we totally understand healthcare. The healthcare realm doesn't operate as much on a scheduled basis sometimes as we would like them to. So we're always willing to try to get somebody a flight. It's just really those five to seven days notice give us the biggest possibility of finding a pilot. Excellent. I think that's incredibly reasonable. I actually wasn't expecting that small of a window. Um, Is there anything that you think people should know before they sign up for the program? I really just think a lot of people sign up with us and some people have not flown in a small airplane, let alone an airplane at all. And some people will come to me and say, is this safe? Like, are your pilots knowledgeable? And our pilots are all required to have 300 hours of flight time and IFR rating and own or have access to a plane with at least four seats. So to put that a little bit into perspective, when you sign up to get your pilot's license, you need 60 hours. And all of our pilots have well over 300 hours. And I personally would prefer to fly in a small airplane compared to a commercial airplane now, just because I like to be able to see everything the pilot's doing. So I always try to reiterate that our flights are extremely safe. And for the patient side of things, it just gives them an opportunity to kind of take themselves out of that large crowded airport. We fly in and out of smaller regional airports. And also if you have any type of illness that you can't really be around a lot of people because it would make it work or it would make your illness worse. This gives you the opportunity to fly privately and keep you as healthy as possible. And I think that's so important because I know any vacation that I've gone on where I've had to fly, I feel like I always come home sick because you're in that large airplane experience sharing germs with everyone. So to be in that smaller environment is, you're right, it would be much healthier, especially for someone who's immunocompromised. Yeah, definitely. So you just talked a little bit about um, the requirements for a volunteer pilot. Are there any additional requirements in order for a pilot to become or to sign up to become part of your program? It's just those 300 hours of flight time, the IFR ready. IFR rating and either own your own airplane or some of our pilots will be part of a flying club and have an airplane that they can rent if they wanted to take missions. And from the pilot side, it's very convenient for them as well because we have a flight coordination web-based program. So they can log on at any time, see the flights that are available, where they're coming from, where they're going to. And when a pilot signs up with us, it's not like we say you have to fly one flight per month or one flight per year, whatever it may be. It's really whatever they can do based on their schedule. We're so appreciative. Oh, that's great. So they're not in a position where they're ever like, oh yeah, I have to take this flight. If they're doing your flight, it's because they picked you and they want to do it. Yeah. And we always say pilots have the last say on any type of anything flight related. So if the weather's not looking good that day, the pilot can call us and cancel the flight, which is why we always ask the passengers just to have a backup mode of transportation, just in case the flight would have to be canceled due to weather. Absolutely. So if one of my listeners is um, taking this in and thinking, 
I meet all of those pilot qualifications or I know someone who does, how would they or how would they recommend someone go about signing up to be a pilot? Yep, there's a link directly on our website. It's signing up to fly with us. And then again, like if you were to request a flight from our website, we do the same thing for pilots. Our flight coordinator will follow up with you, send you the paperwork to sign up with us. And it's pretty seamless and easy. And then once you send in all your documentation, you will have access to that web-based flight coordination system. And I will say we definitely need more pilots within Maine. We're getting more flight requests from Maine. And unfortunately, our pilot base isn't that large in that state. So if anybody does have any questions, I'm more than happy to jump on a call or give them more information if that's what they needed. Well, I know that we have them because even though we are a relatively small island, we do have an airport um, mm -hmm. because the medical center is located on airport road. So definitely, I would encourage any of my listeners, if you're hearing this and you either are a pilot or you know someone who is um, that would like to sign up for this program, I will have that information linked in the show notes um, so that you can get to it as, as quickly as possible or share it in the case yeah. of it being friend or family. Um, so why, why do pilots choose to fly with Angel Flight East? We get that question a lot. And I even question it when I first started working here, because I was like, there are people out there who have their own airplane, and they'll fly complete strangers far away. But why would they do that? And every pilot we ask, they always say they get more out of it than they're putting in. So a lot of pilots, they say they'll fly any day of the year, any hour, they love to fly. It's really their passion and their hobby. So rather than just going up and going in circles or flying to lunch every weekend, this really gives their passion a purpose. So a lot of pilots say they can also fly into new airports that they wouldn't have otherwise went to. And it's really helping somebody who truly is in need and needs to get somewhere else and they don't have the means to. So it's like they were going to go up and fly anyway. Why not fly somebody who needs to get to treatment far from home? I love that so much. And, you know, it's really the same with ground transportation. We um, do a lot of that. And I'm a volunteer driver for a community organization called Friends in Action. And I... I have heard it from other people and I say it all the time myself, that same thing. I get more than I give. Anytime that I give a ride, um, I just feel like it's so enriching. Not only do I feel like I'm doing something good, um, but I meet the most interesting people. I hear the most interesting stories. Um, it's just such an amazing way to connect with other people. And I think that's the root of humanity is connection. And yeah, I yeah. love this. And during uh, COVID, we unfortunately had to shut down for a couple months because a small airplane is the complete opposite of being socially distant friendly. So yes. one of our pilots from Ohio actually reached out to us and said, what do you think about flying PPE? And we're like, hmm, I mean, we can try it. We don't know how our pilots are going to react, if they're going to want to fly boxes, not people. And we put our first flight requests out. And I think my colleague and I had an influx of calls of pilots saying, yes, I wanna get out and help. Like I know a lot of these hospitals are struggling to get face masks and surgical gowns, gloves, whatever it may be. And it was just like the snowball that started rolling. And it was 
just kind of nice to see everybody come together and help in whatever way they could. That's amazing. We saw the same thing on the island. So um, we actually have an art school on the island that does, um, it hosts artists from all around the country, all kinds of different art forms. And they have what they call a fab lab um, with a 3D printer. And when COVID hit, they were able to switch the use of that fab lab and actually make PPE for all kinds of different healthcare and, and other nonprofit organizations. I think they ended up making over 6,000 pieces. Oh my gosh. And I, I really feel like stories like yours and stories like that, those are going to be the history of COVID. Like when our, yeah, the yeah. bad things that came out of it, like obviously the bad things will be talked about, but just seeing how everybody pivoted during that time. And it was just nice to see everybody, the world came together for a brief moment to just help everybody who was in need. Exactly. And that's, that is going to be a legacy. Um, And we were talking about getting pieces of that PPE to our historical society and things like that. Um, Because that's, yeah, that's what I want to remember about that time. We'll just forget about yeah. the whole being home for days on end and yeah, no. that sort of thing. Um, feels like you're never going to get out again. Yes. Washing groceries when you got them home that you had <laughs> yeah. never washed before. All of that. Yeah. Um, so you've been with this organization for a while. We were talking offline about that. What do you wish more people knew about the services that you provide or your organization provides? Yeah, I really just wish my goal in life is that the world knows not even just about our little organization, because there's over 60 public benefit flying organizations like us across the country. And a lot of people just don't know an angel flight organization exists. So we don't really know how many people may be foregoing their healthcare because they think they don't have a way to get there. And I just want people to know that there are resources out there that can help. If it's not our organization, we have a list of resources of other organizations that we always refer people to. And just knowing that we are just an extra support arm for them because nobody wants to go through a medical diagnosis alone. And some people we fly, they don't have any family. So we're always willing to talk to them if they need help with ground transportation or hotel stays, if they need help with their bills at home, we'll always try to give them the full circle of care. That is incredible. I am so, I'm just so impressed with your organization. Um, can you, I, I know there's probably when I use like typical or, or something like that, it's probably every rot, every flight is different, but can you give my listeners an example of a particular flight that you've done that, that you think was particularly touching? Yeah. So I guess it was about a year ago, we were going through a different flight coordinator and I had to fill in for a brief moment, which everybody always says flight coordination is not my forte because the first time I ever did it, I sent a pilot to a large commercial airport because it was more convenient for the passenger, but I forgot pilots don't like to fly into large crowded airports. <laughs> but yeah, I did an onboarding or an intake for a young family, he had stage four prostate cancer. They had three little kids at home and it just felt so close to home to me because I, my first instinct was like, this could be my husband or my friends or my family. It just how young they were. I was like, 
young people aren't supposed to get cancer, especially stage four. And when he had three little kids at home, I just thought like, what are they going to do? And they lived in Dayton, Ohio, and he had to go to Rochester to the Mayo Clinic. He was in a clinical trial and a couple months went by his wife and me got really close. And the story actually ends very happy. About a year ago, he was died or he became in remission. So he would never have been able to get to that clinical trial if it wasn't for a service like ours. So that's just one instance of how much of an impact our volunteer pilots make. And one of our pilots actually took him every time there and back because he just created such a close bond with him. Oh, that is beautiful. I yeah. love that so, so much. I'm so glad it had a happy ending too. I was I know, worried in yeah. the middle. <laughs> I was yeah. like, don't make me cry this know, afternoon like, on air. Yeah, when he first called it stage four and I was like, oh my gosh, I don't think I can handle this if it doesn't end happy at the end for you because I just yeah. felt for his wife and I'm like, what are your kids going to do? So we we're just so happy to be able to help them get there and back and eventually be part of his journey of being in remission. That is incredible. I love mm -hmm. that. Um, so you mentioned this at the very outset, but now we've we've talked and I'm hoping my listeners are as excited about this as I am. Uh, how do people reach you? Can you remind us? Yep. You can visit our website at angelflighteast.org. That is the easiest way to request a flight. Or obviously, I will uh, give my information for the show notes. Or you can call our office at 215-358-1900. Great. And I'm just going to add to that for any of my listeners that do not have access to the internet or um, might need help navigating that. If this is something that you're interested in, you can always feel free to reach out to me and I will sit down with you and we will go through it um, and get those forms filled out and um, get them submitted. So I am there for that piece and um, we can we can wade through it together. I promise. So how can people support the work that you do? Mm -hmm. Really, just like I said before, many people don't know we exist. So just sharing our information, if you need brochures in your healthcare system or businesses, um, I'm happy to send them to you or just sharing our posts on social media. We're a pretty small staff. We're full, four full-time employees and two part-time. So for us to be in every state we cover all the time is pretty much impossible. So anytime we have people helping us with outreach or just spreading the word about what we do, we are so appreciative and grateful for that. Wonderful. Well, we will do our best on this island and beyond um, to spread the word. So I, I know you're busy. You just mentioned there's four employees. Yeah. I'm <laughs> two part-time. So I'm sure you have other things to do. Um, I really appreciate this time. I hope you Thank will take you so our, much. yeah, I hope you'll take our thanks back to your whole staff, but I can't let you go without asking our standard end of podcast question. And that is what is bringing you joy right now? I was actually, I had this on my desk all day and I was thinking about it and I am actually starting to take my private pilot lessons. So my husband recently started taking lessons and did a solo and then I flew with one of our volunteer pilots and he's like, what are you waiting for? You should be taking lessons. You're the one that knows more about aviation than him. So I have started the process and I hope to be an angel flight pilot one day. 
You are so brave and I'm so <laughs> proud of you. And I hope that you yeah. will at some point fly up here. So we can I will. Face to face. Yeah. Good. I love it. Well, you have a wonderful day. We will stay in touch. Um, I know we'll be talking again um, with updates and things like that, but I really appreciate your time today. Thanks. Thank you so much.